0: on for two you know probably 48 hours if you will and uh it's it's gonna it's gonna be a blast so don't miss out if you haven't signed up sign up today get that early price because it does go up if you sign up tomorrow get that early price tonight uh uh, miss Tennyson Carden is coming to speak to you girls, and this this is what I'm really stoked about. Mark and I are going to be speaking to you guys, and and uh, we're going to be talking about relationships this weekend, and uh, friendships, uh, relationships, boyfriend girlfriend kind of stuff. We're gonna how do you deal with people in a in a digital world kind of thing. So we want you to be a part. Don't miss out on this weekend. It's going to be super rad, super fun, and uh, make sure that you sign up. Again, I can't stress enough. Sign up today because. Once the spots are filled up, we go to a waiting list kind of thing. And so if people back out, then you get in because there's only a few spots left. So we want you to be a part of that. Also, we've got our uh, Super Bowl party. We got some, like, football playoffs are today, right? So who, Green Bay? Who else is playing in the, in the playoffs? Pittsburgh Miami. Pittsburgh, Miami. Falcons are in the playoffs, right? Yeah, they're they're, like but they're playing next week, right? Yeah. Oh, we're playing Seattle next week. Man, Falcons, Seahawks, two birds going at it. It's going to be crazy. But anyway, so we're going to have our Super Bowl party February 4th. And after that, after that, we've got some really cool stuff Kicking off in February, I can't, I can't kind of fill you in on everything. We're we're finalizing details this Tuesday, but we've got some really cool stuff kicking off this February, and we don't want you to miss out. So we've got uh, we've got a lot of things going on. And and as I was thinking about the beginning of the year, if there was a talk that I could give, if there was anything that I could share with you guys at the beginning of the year, it, it's 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 a lot of. A lot of things that I was like, man, okay, God, there's a lot that I want to say, but how can I get it uh, to where we uh, kind of define it in, in a couple of different terms, a couple of different things. And, and so this morning, I want to ask that you take that note sheet that's in front of you. Take that pen. We've got a few scriptures, and I want you to write these scriptures down. And then as we get to them, I want you to, if you have your Bible, uh, uh, if you have your iPod, iPad, uh, I want you to, to turn there when we get there. But write this down. Matthew 4. Matthew 4 18 through 22. Psalm 65. And Matthew six thirty-three. <clears throat> Matthew 4, 18 through 22. Psalm 65 and Matthew six thirty-three. This morning I am I, going to try to pose to you the thought. Bring to you the thought that this year, that this needs to be the year that Jesus is first in everything. That this year that we need to put Jesus as the utmost importance of everything and anything that we do, but not just as a blanketed as a year, because I think that's very easy to just say this year that we need to put Jesus uh, as in the forefront, that we need to put Jesus first. I think that's very easy to say that this year is going to be the year for Jesus kind of deal. I, I think that's very simple to say, but what I want to pose to you this morning is that we put Jesus this year in the forefront one day at a time. That we put Jesus in the forefront one day at a time. A time and so as we begin this talk as we go through this we don't have lights we don't have music this morning I want today's focus to be solely on the word and as we get to the word I want it to to change us as we've come in here listen you guys have been prayed for you guys have been uh, just cried over for the past uh, year or so uh, you guys have been um, poured into and when I say cried over I want to I want you to say that we want God to do something so uh, huge in your life that that you can 't look and you can 't blame anybody else but Jesus, and we say that that this year will be the year that God does something huge, and we we think about that what does that mean? What does that look like? I think that looks like in a, a few different ways, but how do we get there one day at a time? But we have, to, we have to talk about the scripture and what God's called us from, what he's called us to, and what he's called us to do. So as we pray, I wanna, we're going to dive into God's word here in a minute, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do today. So let's pray together. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for these students. I thank you that they braved the weather, the cold. They woke up this morning, 14 degrees, and they're here. God, you have a word for them this morning. It's no accident that you've called those that are here, here. And so, God, I pray that you would speak to us. Open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our ears to hear what you have to say to us. Father, your word is outstanding. It's amazing and it speaks to us. As I was talking to some guys this morning, that it, it has something to say to each and every one of us and we can't pick and choose what you say to us, God, through your word, because your word is true. And so, Father, I pray over the next few moments that you would, you would just come and, and swell in our hearts and reveal your word to us. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So January first at, at, at usually actually it usually happens around December thirtieth, December thirty-first, right before the new year happens. Everybody gets geared up for the new year, and when you have the stroke of midnight at the stroke of midnight, when the clock hits. 12 a.m. that is when a particular thing that we have we said okay for the last year that I've done this but around December 30th December 31st I'm going to make this change and at 12 o'clock what kicks in our new year's resolution new year's resolution and i just want to ask how many of you made a new year's resolution this year you said i'm going to make a change half of us in here so how many of you said nah i'm going everything's good i ain't changing nothing yeah i hear you okay so i got to looking at this i got to studying on this I wanted to share some New Year's resolution statistics with you. What do you think the number one thing in the New Year's resolution that people are, are, uh, are making a change on? Number one, what do you think that is? Someone tell me. Exercise, lose weight, a healthier life. Number one, 21% of people who said, I'm going to make a change, New Year's resolution, number one was to lose weight was to be, or, or to eat healthier. Now, number two, it, it, this is pretty much a blanket kind of thing, which was interesting. I'm going to make things better in my life. I'm going to have self-improvements. I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to do this better, Some, something like that. So that's number two. Number three was to make better financial decisions. I'm going to spend my money a little different. I'm going to save here. I'm not going to, you know, when the Benjamins come in, I'm going to keep them instead of blowing them out. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things. Number four, thought this was pretty interesting. Quit smoking. Number four thing, people are still kicking it with the cigarettes. You have to you know, quit smoking. They say, I'm done with smoking. Number five, do more exciting things. Travel more. Go, go bungee jump. Go, uh, cliff diving. I don't know. Do more exciting things. Number six, I'm just going to tell you the top 10. Number six, spend more time with family or close friends. Be together. Number seven, work out more often. So you have lose weight, but it's interesting that number seven is to work out. So I'm going to lose weight. I really want to lose weight, but I'm going to do it right down here. I'm going to work out more often. Number eight, Learn something new on my own. I'm going to lo- learn a new skill. I'm going to learn a new craft. I'm going to whittle more. Or I'm going to learn how to whistle with two fingers. You know, the dad whistle. Can anybody do that? The, the, can you? Charlie, do it right now, real quick. <whistles> I can't, that's ama- awesome, dude. I'm going to learn. I'm going to watch some YouTube videos and try to learn how to do the dad whistle. And then, so, number nine, do more good deeds for others. Do more good deeds for others. Do something else for someone else. And number 10, this was the sweetest. Number 10, find the love of my life. (laughs) Number 10, this year is going to be the year to find the love of your life. And some of you, if you were to be honest, you were like, that's me, right? That's me. Number 10, I'm going to find the love of... My life, But you, did you see something or did you hear something that was very interesting in this as I was reading over these statistics as I was looking at this, uh, this website that was telling me the statistics on New Year's resolutions that there was nothing that said I want to be more religious or there's nothing that I want to be a better Christian. There was self-improvement which you could probably kind of skew that a little different and in, in to make it fit. But there was nothing that says, I want to to grow more in my walk uh, with Jesus. There's no more, I want to be a better Christian. I, I, I want to go to church more. There was nothing like that, which was very, very interesting. It was very, very interesting interesting and I think we've all done that we all have these these new year's resolutions where we said at some point whether you made it this year or you didn't uh you've made it in years past I'm going to do this or do that Uh, we've all made resolutions we all said we're going to do things a little bit more but I want to I want to share with you I love that that we had the top 10 at the top but then the, the this little section was very interesting to me let me let me share this little section the percentage of Americans who usually make New Year's resolutions. And I think it's true. Just by the show me your hands real quick. You made a New Year's resolution. Let's be honest. If you made one, you're not, I'm not making fun of anybody. I don't even want to hear what it is. It's just, okay, so here, here's the deal. Check this out. I would think it's true. And, and Mark, you'll find this. In, I think it's kind of interesting. The percentage of Americans who usually make a New Year's resolution 41%. I think that is evident in this room. Out of about 100 kids, about 40 of you lifted. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Now, percent who never succeed and fail on their resolution each year. The percent who never succeed and fail on the resolution. You ready? You ready? 42%. 42%. Now, check this. Resolutions maintained through the very first week. How many of those, out of the 40%, how many of those maintain their Uh, Resolution through the very first week? Close. 72%. 72%. But the two weeks, guess what happens? Two weeks, 68%. One month out. One month out, 58%. And then we get to the six months, about 44%. 44%. You know what that tells me? It tells me that we get fired up about something that's going to happen in our lives, but when when we get down to it, when when the time keeps going, as, as we get through our days, we make these grand decisions for the year. This year, I'm going to do this, but we really can't because we haven't made the resolution to take it a day at a time, a day at a time. Well, if you call yourself a Christian in this place this morning, if you say you're a believer in Christ, if you say that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this morning, this is, this is for you. If you don't, this morning, I want to I try to guide you to that point, but God can only make that decision in your heart. But if you're a believer, I want you to understand the bigger picture, the bigger picture of who God's called us to be, and we want to start in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 through 22. That's where we're going to start this morning as we make this this resolution for the year of putting Jesus first. I want to pose this and show it to you this morning. Now, so we have this picture every Sunday morning. Every time that I am in the sanctuary and I, I walk out of the sanctuary... Uh, because of the side that we sit on, I have the joy of seeing this picture. This picture is right outside of our sanctuary doors. It's huge. I mean, this is like a 12-foot by 12-foot picture in our sanctuary or or, or in the kind of lobby of our sanctuary. It's humongous. And I see this picture, and I love this picture. I wish we could have one of these down here in SDS. I love this picture so much. Can anybody kind of tell me what's going on in this picture? You think that uh, what's going on? So, so okay. Who's this? Jesus. Bear, Jesus, and we got the Sunday School answer. That's okay. Jesus, and we've got these guys. What are these guys doing? They're what, They're 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 fishermen. I, I, I said that wrong. Who do you think these guys are? They're fishermen. Well, every time I see this, every time I see this picture, every time I, I, I put my eyes on this, I think of these scriptures right here. Matthew chapter four, starting in verse eighteen. I want to read these to you. We're going to talk about them a little bit, throw some points down, and then see where we go from there. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting their nets into a lake, for they were fishermen. That's what fishermen do. They cast their nets into the lake. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, we've heard this story. We actually talked a little bit about it as we were going through our kingdom series last year. But when Jesus comes to the scene, he's walking, his ministry is starting, and he sees these two brothers, Simon and Andrew, and they were fishermen. They were just doing their job. They were doing everything that they've always done. They were just living their life a normal day. They were getting ready to go out on the lake. They were casting their nets. They were trying to get uh, some, some catch for the day. And Jesus comes on the scene, and he says, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We've heard this story. We've, we've sung songs about this story. We, this is a familiar tune in our lives. And then verse 20 happens, which I love. I love this scripture. Verse 20 happens. And at once they left their nets and followed him. They dropped everything. They, uh, they dropped everything. At once they said, I, Okay, Jesus, we're following you. And then we get to verse 21. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. James and John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. They were fishermen as well. And Jesus called them. In verse 22, And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Immediately they left their boat and their father Followed them. Why is this so important, Ryan? You've, you've read the scripture to us a ton. You've, you've showed us the scripture before. Why is this so important? Why, why would you choose this? Well, Jesus chose them, Jesus called them out. He went to where they were, listen to me, called them out. Jesus went to their normal circumstance, their everyday life, and called them out. And said, you come follow me. And they did not hesitate. And now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What makes this any different than your life? What makes this any different than where you are? If you say you're a Christian, if you say you're a follower of Christ, if you claim that you are so-and-so Christian, I, I follow. my name is this, and I am a Christian, and I follow Jesus, I adhere to what He has called me to or the Word says. What makes this any different, this calling any different than you? There's nothing different. At one point, I was lost and God saved me. I was lost and I was found. I was blind. Now I could see. I asked Jesus to come into my life and save me and change me. He came to my circumstance and came into my life and made me different. Now, is, is that it, though? Like, is that where it all stops? Is that where, it, where it, it's like, I just accept Jesus and that's all? No, I think there's more to it. I think that's where we have to go when we look at this. And it's easy to say, okay, Jesus came on the scene and says, come follow me. They left and followed him. But you, did you notice he said, come follow me and go where I go and do what I do? not come follow me and you do your own thing. And I think it's very interesting that Jesus wants us to have a Messiah outlook outlook, instead of a me outlook. Now, what does that look like? What does that look like in our lives, to have a Messiah outlook? Like Jesus has called us out, we know this, and to not look at ourselves, but to look like our Jesus, like our Messiah. Well, number one, if you're taking notes, I hope you write this down. Number one You must follow Jesus. You must follow Jesus. As a believer in Christ, you must follow Jesus. Jesus tells his disciples, come, follow me. Come, follow me. And at once, they dropped everything. They left everything. And they followed Jesus at once. And I pose that to you. You must follow Jesus. Jesus, when he called you, he didn't say, hey, come on, we're going to go here. Come on, we're going to do this. He said, just come on, follow me. And for some of you in this room, you said, all right, Jesus, wherever you go, I'll follow. Whatever you do, I'll, I'm right behind you. I want to do what you do. And so when Jesus says, you must follow me, and they, they follow you, and so what I'll tell you, you must follow me. Jesus, when he says come, you go. And for some of you, you've made that decision, and that's so awesome. And we made that decision. Think back on that time when you made that decision that Jesus is going to be your Lord and Savior, that moment where he has saved you, maybe it was at a time, maybe it was at a camp, maybe it was at a concert, maybe it was at a a Bible study, maybe it was in here in the loft, maybe whatever that was at that time where Jesus came on your scene and changed your world, and that day was so magnificent, and you made that decision, I am going to follow Christ today. Wherever he leads, I'll go. But, just like New Year's resolutions, days go by, weeks go by, months go by, years go by, and we kind of fade away from the first calling that Jesus has called us to. You, you, something else comes in to distract us. Something else comes in to kind of pull us out. Look up here for a second. It, 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 something else takes us away from that. And that's why number two has to come into play. Number two, you must be faithful to Jesus. You must be faithful to Jesus. I would pose this morning that, that if I was to venture a guess, that a lot of you are faithful to a lot of different things, sports or music or activities you're very faithful how do i know you're very faithful cuz you go to your practices you go to you go to your 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 performances you you make sure that you're there whenever the coach or the, or the teacher says that you need to be there you turn things in when you need to you are very very faithful people i've seen that you students are faithful you're so faithful to the things that you do it's been amazing to watch its faithfulness and you have so much faithfulness in things. And, and I'm not knocking that. I'm trying to encourage you. You are so faithful. But what if we use the faithfulness that we have for our things, for stuff, for earthly things? What if we use that same faithfulness to Jesus? What if we were so faithful to Jesus as you are the other things? Imagine how things would change, imagine how things would look different. You're so faithful to practice. You're so faithful to study. You're so faithful to do these things. But what if you were so faithful in the same passion that you have for those other things to Jesus? Imagine how things would look. And I think things would be amazing. Why are you faithful? Psalm 65. You don't have to turn there. Write it. You can look it up later. Psalm 65. The psalmist says this, Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we were overwhelmed by sin, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you chose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. When I think about the goodness of God, to call us out, to make us different, to change us. He deserves, he deserves everything that we have. He deserves our faithfulness because he was so faithful to us. And I think too many times we forget where we come from. You forgot what you were lost, that you were lost. You were lost. And now that you're found. So I think about that. You must follow Jesus. You must be faithful to Jesus. Number three, you must forgive like Jesus forgave you. You must forgive like Jesus forgave you. If we're going to be faithful, if we're going to follow, we've got to be like Jesus. At some point, Jesus forgave your sins. He, we, we understand this, that he was born to die. And not only die, he was born to raise from the dead. And he forgave our sins on the cross. We get that. But to live this out, we must forgive those who wrong us. We must forgive those who go against us. It must, those, those times that you feel like, man, everybody's against me. Everybody's coming after me. Everything's going wrong. You must forgive. You must forgive. Because lack of forgiveness, a forgiving heart, lack of a forgiving heart leads to bitterness. Lack of a forgiving heart leads to bitterness and I don't want that, I don't want you to be wrapped up in this, this lifestyle of like kudzu overwhelming your life, covering you up, and that bitter root comes in. So you must follow Jesus, you must be faithful to Jesus, you must forgive like to Jesus, and you must go forth with what Jesus has done. You must go forth. Listen to me real quick. You must go forth in what Jesus has done. You have to have a 360-degree mindset. you got to have a 360-degree mindset. So here's what I, I'm going to give a little illustration. Here's what I want you to do. This is going to kind of be chaotic for a second, and some of you might get a little uncomfortable, but I, I, I just want to, let's just try this real quick, okay? Just, just try this real quick. All right. I want you real quickly, you guys scoot down here. Just You'll see it in a second. Just scoot to those seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoot on down. One more. Perfect. All right, so here's what I want you to do. You guys scoot down one yeah, one seat because it'll make sense in a minute. I promise, I promise. So here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to ask the person in front of you their name and what school they go to. What Their name. And I know it's going to be like they're asking the person just name and what school. Ask the person in front of you. Hey, guys, right here, front row. What's your name? Front row, I'm Ryan. What's your name? I don't go, I, I work here at the Church of the Apostles. I work here at the Church of the Apostles. Okay, all right. So, here's what I want you to do. Shh, sh, sh, sh. Just ask the person. Just ask their person. All right, now you've probably already done this. You've probably already done this because there was a lot of, that, that, that's good. But ask the person behind you. Ask the person behind you their name, what school they go to. Their name. What's your name? And what school you go to? All right, Alex. What's your name? And what school you go to? What's your name? What school you go to? Name of what school? Huh? (laughs) I thought you said Ashton for a second. Like that's odd. Okay, now, hang with me. You're doing great. You're doing excellent. Ask the person to your left their name and what school they go to. Person to your left. I know you're talking. I I get it. Now, ask the person to your right. I know, just go with me. Person to your right. Hang with me name and what school okay all right all right check this out check this out with a 360 degree mindset front back side side now you could go diagonal and all that stuff I get that but where we're at 360 degree front back side side there's probably a hundred kids in here right now. Probably a hundred kids, but just think about this. Shh, 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 think about this. Do you understand that you just impacted you as a group? Just impacted you. you it, take this out. Four hundred people were reached right there in that moment. Three hundred sixty degree mindset. Four hundred people were reached, and you take that out of here. You take that out of here and you say, I can't do anything for Jesus. I can't make a difference. Yeah, just start with the people that are around you. You're sitting in class. You have that seat, whether it's assigned or not. You're sitting in there. You're sitting in class. And just just start praying for the people that are sitting front, back, side to side. Have that mindset and imagine what you can do for the kingdom of just having a 360-degree mindset. As Jesus says, you must go forth, or as, as I say, you must go forth with what Jesus has called you to do. Because here's the deal. When we have a 360-degree mindset, I love this psalm, and I want you to read it later. Maybe you read it for your quiet time later on today or to, tomorrow. Tomorrow. The psalmist says, You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drench the furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers. You bless its crops. Check this. You crown the year with your bounty, and your cart overflows with abundance. When I was reading this earlier this year, I think this was actually January 1st I was reading this scripture. I was I was diving in and trying to figure out that verse 11, you crown you crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. Do you understand what the psalmist is saying there? you Understand? He's saying that God you provide so much that as we pull these carts out of the field that 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 the 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 overflow just falls off and it continues to fall off as we get to where we're going. Because God, you bless so much. You, you put so much in our carts. Your harvest is so much that it just, it just overflows. And look up here for me. I know a lot of you are, and we're getting at that point where I've talked way too long. I get it. But I want you to look me in the eyes real quick. God's calling you to do something big this year. God's called you. He's calling you to go forth with his message. And for some of you, you will take it so serious. And you will live unapologetically. And for some of you, you will say, this is the year. This is the year. I want to make this 2017 the year that I follow Christ. I want to make this the year that I do something big. But I don't want to get to October. I don't want to get to to March. Man, I don't even want to get to February and just drop it. So how do you do it? How do you make it? How do you take it to December 31st of this year? And don't look back and say, okay, 2018, that's going to be the year. That's going to be the year I do big things. That's going to be the year that I make a change. That's going to be the year that I really get serious about Jesus. How do you do that? I think it's simple. You take it one day at a time. You take it one day at a time you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, God, today's yours. Whatever you want, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, whoever you want me to talk to, whoever you want me to pray for, today's yours, God. Today, today is yours. Listen to me, today is yours, God. You take it one day at a time. One day at a time one of my favorite scriptures actually my dad showed it to me a long time ago after he got saved and it's a familiar scripture it's one you've heard several times in Matthew 6:33 Matthew 6:33 how do we take this one day at a time? How do you live this out one moment at a time? How do, you, how do you make this year be the year for Jesus and you really stand up and you really do something big and we really take this city by storm and we really make a change? It's not being somebody else. It's being what God's called you to be. Listen to me. It's not being somebody else. It's not being like what other churches do. It's not being like what this person has done. It's being who God's called you to be. Well, how do you do that? How do you take it one step at a time, one day at a time? I think it starts with Matthew 6, And you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, Jesus says. We heard this verse four. We've heard it preached before. We've heard it said before. We've heard it sung before. But we really really live it out. And I want to pose a question. Is Jesus number one today in your life? Is Jesus number one today in your life? If we were to be honest, if we were to be honest, some of us say, yeah, right now, Me and Jesus are good. Things are good. Things are are going really well. But for others, Jesus isn't number one. It's sports or it's academics or it's how many likes we get on our pictures. How many followers we have on Twitter. Or who unfollowed me because I want to be about me. is Jesus number one. And the only way that this year, the only way that 2017 is going to rock for our student ministry, the only way it's going to rock for our church as we go into our 30th year of ministry here is if Jesus is number one. If Jesus is number one. Because there's a cost in following Jesus. There's a cost. You, You... you might lose some friends. You might not be a part of certain situations. You might not can you might not be able to do certain things. And we say, Ryan, that's pretty tough. That's pretty hard talk. That's... But you know what? We gain Jesus. The creator of the world the Savior of our souls, the lover of our lives, we gain Jesus. And I want to ask you this morning, and I ask myself this morning, is Jesus enough? Is Jesus worth following? And I say with a loud exclamation, yes, he is. And I want that for you. Our team wants that for you. And imagine what STS would look like December 31st of this year is if we in this room put Jesus first. Just this room, just you guys. I understand that the weather kept people out and there, there are more that could have been here. I, I, I get that and I pray that they'll listen to this message, but I'm talking to you right now. In your life, imagine Imagine. Because what I see is I see a bunch of rock stars. I see a bunch of legends in this room. I see a bunch of people that can do big things because I can see it in your face. I can see it in your eyes. And I can just see that you want to do something, but something's holding you back. And I pray that whatever that is, that you let go of it. And that you'd run to Jesus. And that Jesus would be everything. Here's my prayer. That this year, actually, no, no, no. This month, no. As you start back to school this week, no. Tomorrow, just tomorrow, that just tomorrow, man, today, let's do it today. Today. Let's do it today. Why wait till tomorrow? We don't know if tomorrow is promised to us. Let's just do it today. That Jesus is walking so close to us and we are following so close to Jesus that we have to look around Jesus to see anyone else. We have to look around Jesus to see anything else. That Jesus is so close to us and we're following him in sync with him that if we have to see anything else, we want to see anything else. If our desires of our flesh, if our just being wants to see anything else, that we are following him. So close that we have to look around them. That's what I want for me, man. And I want it for you, too. I want it for you, too. Can we pray for a second? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. No one's looking around. God, your word is powerful. And I pray this morning that it's that it's been your word that has spoken to our hearts, God. I thank you for speaking to me through these scriptures, and God, I know this is this may be a lot for some of my friends in this room. We don't have our this isn't our normal Sunday morning. We don't have music. We don't have a transition. We don't have an icebreaker. God, it's just you and your word. And so this morning, I thank you for those who came. But God, I want to pose a question to my friends. Nobody's looking around in this moment. I'm just asking. It's just, just me. If you say, Ryan... This year, I want it to be different than last year. I truly want to follow Jesus this year. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. But this year, I want to take it a day at a time. I want to, I want to try my hardest to take it a day at a time. I want to try my hardest to put Jesus first this year, 2017. Not just this year, but to, today today. Today, I'm going to try my hardest. And I might fail today, but tomorrow, if God allows me to have tomorrow, I want to live for Jesus. God, your word says in Lamentations that your mercies and love are new every morning, God. So if that's you in this room, no one's looking around. You say, this is the year. I want to, today's the day. I'm I'm not going to play around anymore. I really want to get serious about this. Would you just lift your hand? No one's looking around. Just lift your hand. Awesome. Hands all the way around the room. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Maybe there's some of you in this room, and I'm, uh, the reason I have you lift your hands is because I just want to pray for you. Maybe there's some in this room that said, "Ryan, I really want to do that, but I've I've got to get some stuff together. i have got i have got ai have got a I've got a I've got a." I've got to get some things right. I've got to hand some things over. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I've got, I, there's some things I'm holding on to. Awesome, thank you. God, I pray for our first group. God, I pray that you would pour and flood into their lives that you would make them world changers. And I'm not just talking about this big earth that we live on, but their spheres of influence, that they would change their worlds around them. And God, that they would know that they're not alone. God, that they would know that they're not alone. Father, I pray for those who feel like they have to give things to you to get things right. God, I get that feeling. I understand that feeling. I understand that there are times in our lives that we just feel like we've got to get this weight off our shoulders and we are so bogged down. And the reason we feel like we've got to get it off is because we have put it on our shoulders in the first place. But God, you take care of that weight. Jesus, you said, my yoke is easy my burden is light. So Jesus, I pray that you, in these, these students' lives who feel like they're so bogged down, they're burdened with things on their shoulders, God, I pray that you would take that off. You would ex- let them experience your love and your br- grace and your mercy and your joy. And so, Father, I pray that this morning that we truly understand that we must follow you. And God, that we must be faithful to you and we must forgive like you forgave us. And Father, we must go forth and tell the world. And God, I pray that we look, when we look back at December 31st, we remember today, the first Sunday January, actually the second Sunday in January, we talked about them for Jesus one day at a time. So Father, let today, as we worship you in our big church service, Lord, I pray that we're, our worship is sweet. God, I pray that you would speak to us through the vision that you've put on Michael's heart. And I pray that today would totally be about you even more so. Lord, we love you in us in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at me real quick. I love you guys. And I'm excited about this year. Our team is stoked, and we've got some things in the works that I can't wait to share with you. So make sure that you're a part. If you haven't signed up for uh, Guys and Girls Retreat, sign up today. Tell your folks. We're going to go to Big Church List Worship. Love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday if I don't see you sooner.